right, jeans. Are you ready to be counted in? Yes. All right. Ready. In Chamesh. Arba. Shalosh. Stein. Makes us smile every time. Every time. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P. Right. Normally, I would be plugging my dates over this music, but we're rescheduling. The agents are scrambling to redo everything. So, Christina P. Online, eventually it'll all be worked out. And with me is my beacon of hope, the man who has calmed me down and everyone else I know, Dr. Drew Pinsky. Thank pleasure. you for being here. Speaking of the agents scrambling, they're scrambling to keep their jobs. <laughs> oh, Those no, guys, yeah, talking? dude, the agencies are really in trouble because everything, entertainment was always considered inelastic, like it didn't affect by, by recessions. Yeah. They got, it's affecting everybody. Well, not the podcasters, thank God. Well, the podcasts become like the French underground. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. It's just like we're communicating with the world. I do a stream every day. You were on one yesterday. Yes. Yes. And I, it's given me purpose yes. to just get online and answer people's questions. And Let's try talk to, about and try to, that. And try to get the BS that's in the press toned down to reality. Talk about that's, that because you've got my thing from the beginning. You have so much heat on you uh, with having this perspective uh, and everyone's like texting me, what does Dr. Drew think now? It's like, no, no, no. He said all this stuff. You guys are not listening. I, so I, said, I, I underestimated what we would do. I underestimated the impact it would have. But I said from the beginning, follow the CDC's recommendations. Whatever they say, if they need to make a big reaction, just oh, just do it. That's all. They, they know how to keep yeah. us safe. Fauci, I was, I've been alongside of him since the uh, AIDS epidemic. Yes. And then we were, you know, we were scared to death then too that, that we were going to have 10 million dead people in three years. Well, because we didn't know how it was transmitted. We didn't know what it was. We were overstating the risk to try to reduce the transmission rates. I yeah. hope that's what they're doing now. Yeah. Uh, because that's fine. And we've all sort of collectively signed on to it, which I dig. I dig that we've all kind of gotten together. I also dig, dig there's a lot of people working on the DL. I know this this little <laughs> compound. There's a lot of people working. But, but I, I dig that we're, we've decided to do this and yeah. we're all doing it. It's, have we ever done anything else collectively as a country? It's incredible. No, usually just yeah. shopping and, uh, yeah, and, and bitching uh, and bitching and voting. Yeah. That's about all we do together. <laughs> and so to me, that's, and forget country, world, we've done it. Yes, and, but, the world. but as a country, especially. I think, and so uh, I hope we come out of this better than we went in. We'll see. It's gonna be that's gonna be pain, and this is the part I was trying to mitigate. I knew the panic was gonna be terrible. I knew we'd react to that panic, and people's lives are gonna be up and at lots of people's lives. I mean, people who yeah. were doing something successfully over here are now gonna be doing something else over there because those things won't exist anymore it, when you're the other side. And that's gonna be rough. It is gonna be rough. And, I, and by the way, suicides are gonna go up. Yeah, oh yeah. Panic. Oh yeah. Your, your, Bert, your friend Bert Kreischer <laughs> calls me instead of once a week, three times a day. Is that right? <laughs> nah, What's he? not quite that bad. No, no. But I mean. But it's it, mostly to help Leanne. Because well, Leanne's like, uh, will you t Drew, will you talk to Bert? <laughs> like, I can't take it anymore. Well, you talked to me off a ledge in my pantry two days ago yeah. when my kid was screaming because I'm like, I think I have it. I have the virus. I have a nausea. And you're like, Christine, you're congested. I'm like, okay, okay. It's uh, but that's normal. I was thinking about yeah. this. All my best thinking is in the shower. And I was thinking about that this morning that it's totally normal when we're thinking about some damn thing all day long yeah, to yeah. think we have it. Yeah. It's just normal. It's like when you think you might be pregnant for some reason, every commercial I, that's is exactly like. That's exactly the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Yeah, because I was trying to think of what well, That's you... the way our brain works. We read in. We read in. We yeah. predict the future. It's, that's what our brain does. That's, that's all we know. And this is such an unprecedented thing. We have no precedents, at least the common no, us people. No. You've dealt with pandemics. We have not. So we don't know right. what that is. And, and that was the thing I was trying to give people oh, a little, right. a little collective uh, perspective. Not to say that this pandemic is the same as the last pandemic. It's to say the last pandemic was in 2009. It killed 500,000, 40 to 60-year-olds primarily, with like wow. young people. And it infected a billion people, and you don't know what happened. This is H1N1, yeah, you're this saying. This was the swine flu. No. You, you, you barely remember it happened. So just keep that in perspective as we react hugely to this one. Is that is that you know how long and how much? Just just keep it in the in the rearview mirror. And was that in the United States as well? Oh, I got it. It I was no, brutal, you told me that. Brutal, brutal. I got brutal. it too. You got H1N1. It was. I got the swine flu. Yeah, man, that was brutal. <laughs> I I went to the hospital. I thought I'm dying. Oh my God, you yeah. guys. Yeah, I've never experienced anything. I. I I'd been in the Caribbean, and I was in a, on an island called Dominica, one of the ones nailed by the hurricane. Dominica, the, the, not quite the. that. Um, and uh, was it Dominica? Dominica, was that it, or was the, it those, those lesbian nuns? Okay. Became oh yeah, right. Dominica, yeah. Nica, Nica. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Thank I'm a cool you. mom too. Yeah. Uh, and on the we'd been hiking the island, and I was on in flip flops, and I get down Ooh. to the the city. And this newspaper sitting there, leptospirosis outbreak, which is what? this horrible. What's that? It's a rat <laughs> urine-borne, oh, water-borne. Get on your feet, get of on your course. hands. Of course. Yeah, it, it's horrible. It's, it's a spirochete that gets into your blood and explodes, and it's a mess. See, hold on, my, pause. This is why I tell lunatics, stop wearing flip-flops in public <laughs> yes. like their shoes. In New York City, I see these dirt yeah. bags in summer wearing flip-flops. Yeah. They're not proper foot coverings. I, leptospirosis, see? Did, did, that, did that in college. Got out of God a subway once. It. Got out of a subway once, Californian, yeah. like my sophomore year of college or something. Got out of the subway and I thought, oh, I'm like in, uh, I like belong at the beach. Uh, yeah, what are you what doing? Am I doing? So, so, so go ahead. So, anyway, so, I, left, so I, get, I go and I get like really sick, like, yeah. like really, really sick, where I can't lift my head up and I'm in violent chills and I can't get warm and I'm, I'm kind of confused. And You've had everything. Uh, you know, <laughs> You've had and every I go, And I go, uh, I go, I, I have leptospirosis. Let's go. We got to go to the hospital. I got to get on some doxycycline right now. I'm going to have a Herxheimer reaction when this is. And I announce this to the hospital as I'm walking. I'm, like, I'm exposed to lepto. Give me the doxy right now. I'm going to watch out for the Herxheimer reaction. It's going to, which is when you treat it, suddenly all the, all the organisms explode and then you react to that. Oh your my immune system. God. Anyway, they go, uh, calm down, <laughs> just slow down, lie down, nose up, you know. Yeah, swabby swab. H1N1. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That is terrifying. And I had pneumonia and stuff with that too. It's just like, you know, just like this. You've had, I've had pneumonia too from my kids. But I wanted to, um, oh, I wanted to say something to the people that you told me that great, gave me a lot of comfort. Yeah. And I tell other people about Dr. Fauci, since you know him so well, you said that during the AIDS th epidemic that he used colorful language and he was over he was, he was, selling we were, danger. And I was so with him. Speak. It's why I yeah. went on the radio in 1983. Yeah. I was part of the army going 10 million dead in three years, 10 million dead in three years. We were something we were, I don't remember the exact number. We were really like, we were very worried. Right. And but uh, we didn't know it was sexually transmitted. We did. Then. We did. Oh, but, okay. Well, yeah, we did. Uh, but by that point, we thought there were no risk categories and we thought people were not paying attention and we thought using condoms no one will ever do it and we got to really 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 get got to hammer get on it, it in and um and we ended up with 175 175,000 which is horrible 
but not 10 million like we thought. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know. But the point, my, I'm hoping the same thing. Yes, I'm hoping we but, overstated. But this meaning one. that Dr. Fauci will say, everybody, go the fucking side. Yeah, everybody, yeah. stop this. So that yeah. the hope is that just 10% of these assholes, well, not, right? It, like 90% of us for 10% of the time, or whatever it is, whatever we'll, it we'll, is, we'll really stop this transmission rate and really and have slow it make a difference. Down. And remember, the goal was not. And this is what people have to remember. The original goal was not that nobody gets sick. Yeah, the original it's going to happen, and no, not that nobody dies. That's going to happen. It's awful. Yeah. The goal was not to overwhelm the healthcare system. Yeah. Which we've done an amazing job at. Amazing. And we, yeah. should, be, we should be congratulating ourselves along the way here. And I think the reason we're not is we're in the middle of it. It's hard to know where it's going to go. Do you go think we're in the middle of it or yep. is it going to get way worse? It's going to get worse, but I think we're yeah. in the midst of it. Is worse or proper grammar or did For I just make up that this particular situation, yeah. I think it's reassuring. <laughs> it's going to get way worse, Dr. <laughs> Drew. Way worse. Okay. So it's going to get a little bit worse, do you think? Uh, it's going to get, the numbers are going to get scary. I think people are going to look yeah. at those numbers and go like, oh my God, this is scary, scary. But it's not the 60 million they predicted. And it's also not the, now again, just for perspective, not for comparison, but for perspective, not the 24 million we had in the flu. Yeah. Oh, the flu kills. It's 18 to 25,000 yeah. people a year. So it's going to be in the, if we keep it anywhere near the flu, we're, we're doing our job. We're doing right? good. You yeah. guys are doing good. That's okay. Right. Well, um, you're also, a, 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 in addition to being a brilliant America's doctor, voice of reason, you're also a father yeah. of triplets. And a mommy. And a mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy that's and right. a mommy. Dads are moms too in this place. That's right. We don't gender anybody. There is no right, gender. Um, but, uh, but so anyway. I, I had a whole conversation with myself this morning about my mommy jeans. <laughs> Literally. What do you mean? I've been wearing... Just well, I've been wearing those Mugsy jeans, Nadav, because they're so comfortable. They're like sweatpants, and I'm, I gotta get and, these. And, and if I don't have them, I wear something similar until I can wash them and get them. <laughs> and then today, I put on regular jeans for oh. the first time. I thought, wow, I'm cool. <laughs> I must be feeling better. I'm You're feeling, feeling better. I'm feeling like more like in the world. You know, you seem happier. Just, yeah, what have you been doing? What are your quarant What's your quarantine day like? <clears throat> I work out and I've been running, and that's made a big difference. Getting out sunlight mm. seems to be a major, major deal. On days when it's cloudy, I am depressed. But, On days when the sun's but, out, I'm like. But Whoa. I was isolating indoors. Oh yeah, I, I was taking depressing. everything literally, and uh, you know, I'm I'm such a uh, taskmaster. It's really weird because my like as a resident, I was you know, uh, I mean as a medical student, the resident said jump in that pile of shit. I go half gainer, full gainer. What would you like? You know, it's like, and I and I would just go do it. And and I feel I'm doing the same thing now. When our leaders say lock down, all right, I'm locking down. That's it. Yeah. I, I just I just I'm just I respond to taskmastering. That's it. I'm trained to do that. Yeah. And Susan was actually giving me a little bit of shit about it because like she's being ridiculous. Everything overdoing it. I'm like, yeah. With automatically without even thinking about it. I like your. Yeah. I like you so much. I like you so much for that. For being a taskmaster. Just master. being kind of. It was great. It a was rule great. Follower. Yeah, I'm a rule follower. I like it, that. It was great for too. being a, a medical student and a resident yeah. because your superiors love it and of they course. would give you more stuff, more responsibility, so you'd get more skill and see more pathology. It was great. I, it really was reinforced. So I got really crazy with it when I was in training. Like I was just like Johnny on the spot. Johnny. You want me to stay up all night? No problem. No, two nights, three nights. Whatever you, whatever you need. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. I'm there. You're I'm there, a I'm there. worker. You're a doer. Workaholic. So you are a workaholic. So this must be excruciating for you to yeah. dial it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and but I'm finding the difficult part is uh, that I can't use vocal fry like that all the time. Yeah. No, but the be I find the difficult part is that I have trouble planning forward, and I realized I was doing an awful lot of that all the time. Like planning, I am the same way. Yeah, I know it's going to happen in, in October. I know it's going to happen in Christmas. And I was looking I forward know. to it, same. And, so, and sort of not have that 
really was and and to be also my wife and i were starting to travel a little bit and take more time that way and that's mm, all gone. gone it's like and we were really like for the first time like she'd go i'm gonna go here I go let's go and this summer was going to be that summer because oh, like, mm. you guys are at the age now your children yeah, are i beg your pardon nest. yeah the new the kids are <laughs> <laughs> they are but they have notes for us they, you know, they have they, notes they, for they have you notes how we should live so tell me everything so let's start from the beginning because i don't know if people know this about you but you and susan have triplets no. And uh, how, I'm assuming IVF. Oh yeah, yeah. Fertility campaign. All right, let's talk Full about on. it. So yeah. what happened? So she, how old was Susan? Was so, it an age thing or just a fertility thing? Why you chose? So uh, she had a hint. She had a ectopic pregnancy when she was in her 20s. So she figured there was. Well, first of all, one tube was gone from that surgery, mm. and she felt like oh, something doesn't seem right. Something she was. She was told there could be some problem. So. One of the most selfless things she's ever done, by the way, I will never forget. I don't know if I've ever told her this, but she went and had a hysterosalpingogram to see if her tubes are open. Oh, I've and, done that. Yeah. That is fucking and, But she horrible. went and she, she goes, I'm going to do this because I don't Ugh. want you to, I'm not going to subject you to not being able to have children if that's oh. what you want. I was like, boo. We'll this figure. is before you were married? Yeah. And wow. Right where we were deciding to do all that. And, uh, and I just said, we will figure this out. Aww. that's it that that's we'll, i love you more now we'll figure yeah. this out and so it turned out she had a tubal defect in terms of a genetic defect in terms of how the fimbria bring the egg mm -hmm. into the tube mm -hmm. or something like that and so they said now you're gonna have to have ivf so that was that that was that and this is what mm -hmm. year in the 90s or something a 91 it was like it was like i mean she had me in the fertility office eh, the day after we got back from our honeymoon <laughs> so, <laughs> so she was ready to go yeah, she wanted uh, children yeah, and yeah. did you want children and, yeah but, but probably not as viciously as she did <laughs> and then we had we had one one round success but it ended up up in the wrong part of the uterus and what's mm. called the, it's called a corneal pregnancy so they had to go in and take that out and fulgurate burn the entire uterus so that didn't happen again and now we were totally dependent on ivf mm. yeah and uh, we did it again five embryos they used to implant five yes then. they had to throw them all in uh, and see what happens four took Oh, and we were like, oh, I would never, I was horrible. <gasps> I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is not what you guys think it is. This is going to be terrible. One resorbed, it sort of dropped out. Yeah. And then we had three, and people were trying to convince <sighs> us to do a selective reduction. No, I think that probably would be the hardest decision in the world. Well, so we went and held up in a hotel all weekend. That's the last quarantine we had, I'd say. And we were just like, what do we do? What do we do? They're telling us to do this. They said, don't have triplets. They literally said, Here's the literature on the the probability of your marriage surviving, on the mental health of children, and blah 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 blah. But there's all these quite things yeah. that that put triplets at risk. And they were like, I'll I never forget this. The obstetrician said, I will get you three healthy babies, but don't do this. And uh, we were like, okay. And then we just couldn't come up with a reason. There was no re there was no justification that we could come up with. So we we're like, we're going. Just I, go. I literally felt like uh, I was playing Texas Hold'em, and I just went, I'm all in. Yeah. And just all in. Now we we went from being yeah. the cool young couple there was, to, to being all in parents. Lockdown. And I, I I told this story the other day, and my daughter was like, I didn't know that story. I'm like, yeah, all in, <laughs> honey. <laughs> well, that's what it is. People are. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> People are um, freaking out about this lockdown, and I'm like, bitch, I've been done lockdown for five fucking years because I have two small children that Mommy don't lockdown. go to school. Mommy yeah. Lockdown. What are you talking about? I was pregnant twice that's locked down and i have two babies so okay when i first met you you, got, you were already on lockdown yeah it's tuesday bitch it's fine but um so you have these children so three yeah. children show up and how do you deal with who does what and work and blah yeah. blah blah everybody is in survival mode and and manpower is what you look for 
Okay. Did you, you have need relatives? Manpower. Relatives, work, anything. Manpower. Yeah. Because the best you can do is man to man. Think about a singlet. A singlet is often two on one. Mom and yeah. grandma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never. You're never six on three. <sighs> ever. Crazy. You're three on three at the best. Yeah. And usually often three on two, which is you are out. Gun. Yeah, okay. well, even two on one, mm-hmm. which is my life a lot, is is enough to make me mental. So, okay, how does it affect the marriage having triplets? The first year, you know, been... uh, if we look back, it'd be interesting to get both of our perspective on it. I remember yeah. we had a lot more fighting, a lot more, you yeah. know, quiver, you know, bickering, uh, a lot more anxiety, those high anxiety. Yeah, and, and then she doesn't respond well to my anxiety, so that was sort of what was your anxiety way. about safety and and, yeah. I, and I you know I know it can be when you're a physician you know what can happen you know you and so every oh fever is God. leukemia oh, <laughs> like, so I am. So, maybe i'm so. a physician i'm convinced that yeah every cough yeah. is like well great pneumonia and viral dying yeah and 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 Fuck. you know injuries and stuff i know, uh. you know and, and we're, we're sort of out of control all the time i'm like oh, yeah. and then of course i'm doing love line it's the mid 90s when all the sexual abuse is going on oh, everywhere mcmartin preschool so, trial yes, yes. <laughs> like, ah! so, so we got through it and about age Five, it gets a little better. Yeah, I'm finding four is my point. Four, where five. I'm like, we get better at five even. Yeah. This is great. Now I'm yeah. glad I had two. I yeah. love it. Because right now my 20-month-old is so, he's all mommy all day. He gets mommy attacks. Like he'll be across the room and I'll just be like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And then I, he must be held. And he weighs 26 pounds. So he's on this arm as I'm cooking. <laughs> oh my God. His children are enormous. The heads are enormous. <laughs> they torture me. But... But it, how did your wife handle that mommy, 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 mommy it, phase? It was, like, yeah, it, with three. it is, is we would discuss how the, the, a part of being a mom that is not discussed yeah. is that each child puts a hose into your <laughs> skull and sucks your soul out 24 seven. They just, they, that's their job to suck out your soul for about five years. I know. And you just have to go for it. Yeah. And so she was doing nothing but that. Yeah. There's no way. Surrender, to surrender, yeah, surrender. surrender yeah. And just the, the goal was trying to find help that could give her spell you know to yes. spell it so you had a nanny or nanny we for a while had shifts and things yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to fucking uh, need he, help he, and i think that's the reason we didn't come out as a bad statistic yes could you just and whenever we talk to other triplet parents we just go just all in on help that's it yeah. don't spend don't all your money. spend all your money on help and do not do not be the, the self-sacrificing you know hero parent yeah get help well i felt so guilty about having help with ellis but my husband traveled you know the first six months and i know but i was like it's my job i should be all in and i want it and i'm like yeah but he turned out fine we had a nanny and ellis is fine he's totally bonded to us his behavior is amazing he's intelligent and same with julian he's fine sure tom is a father all the time (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he's definitely the father okay but um, okay, so marriage was tough the first, and then by the time they're five, they're they're chill. Better, and then yeah. and then you're zooming into all the stuff, all the little leagues and the theater and the ice skating. And so we were in like hyper <sighs> mode for 10, 15 years. But but the other good news about triplets is, and then it ends, and then yeah. they get the ultimate daycare, which is college. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we were like, whoa, this is awesome. Daycare. This business of empty house, empty empty nest. We had the opposite. Yeah. We were like, woo It's get like this. Is fantastic and so now you guys have a chance to reconnect you and susan and now you you have your freedom now it's the time of pandemic but millennial children yeah okay so 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 they're back so they're back back. (laughs) 
So what's that like now? That's that's a little more challenging. They have to, they're, you know, they're trying to find, figure out their own lives and they're resentful of anything that we do or don't do or normal. Yeah. I remember when I was 28, 27, I could not be around my parents. Oh, what? Hey, well, yeah. I was like yeah. a cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah. I, was, I couldn't stand it. Yeah. And I, and I look at them, I go, that's their, that's their version it's a job. of this. And then once, once they have children or they're in their 30s. I feel like, feel like once they find their place in the world and yeah. have a kid, then it's like all over. It all fine. chills yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, pff, Nadav is asking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nadav wants, wants to know about food delivery. He's, he's very impatiently. He puts it up on the board in blue. So really food delivery, uh, don't, you know, have them put the bags outside the door. Okay. Uh, bring the food in. Put it on the kitchen floor, not on the car- on counter. On counter. Uh, yeah. Wash your hands. Op- open the bags. Wash your hands, pick the materials out that are in there, and yes. now you have to put them on the counters and things. So, but you've done it with clean hands, your own clean hands at least. Put it on the counter, open them, wash your hands again, and then serve with your new utensils. Uh, Amazon, same yeah. deal, or do I just leave the box outside for three days and I'm fine? A- Amazon, exact same deal. Oh, for uh, fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah. or you, or you can just it. leave it out there for three days. Yeah, that's fine. Same thing. There. Same thing. Now, there's all this stuff about 17 days on the surfaces of a cruise ship. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It really is primarily transmitted person to person. Yes, and, and, the and droplets the, is what I hear. It's coughing. The, the, the primary, yeah, it's coughing and sneezing. But the pri- but you could sneeze and cough on something, and then hands, face. That hands to face. You need to be, I, I saw this video I put up multiple times yesterday while you and I were doing a stream uh, from a doctor in New York City that's running the biggest ICU, uh, COVID ICU, and he said, we're not getting sick. The doctors and the nurses are not mm. getting sick because we are hand Nazis. Mm-hmm. Don't let your hand go to your face. And I think the other thing that I wish, I really believe the reason that New York's getting blown up is the elevator. Mm. Think about that. You walk in, no. ah, yeah. shut, yeah. aerosolized oh, in a box. And the buttons. But you can deal with the buttons with all kinds of barriers and things. But the, the aerosol uh, last has been shown to last for two hours. Uh, now, in the world, that probably doesn't matter. But in a closed box. Oh, and the subways. They're in the subways, the too. The subway. No? You know, I, rode the, I was on the subways late in this whole process. And um, so I had firsthand experience with the subways. They were Cloroxing them three times a day. Ugh. Everybody was wearing masks. Everybody was social distancing. Yeah, everybody, yeah. <laughs> and and I felt in control of my environment. Like okay. I didn't ride it at rush hour. You know what I mean? I felt like I could control my environment, as opposed to when I got in a cab. Oh, I was like, oh my Ugh. god, I got what, yeah. what do I? T- I can't. Well, you, and, and so the guy drive. I, it was yeah. a million things I was yeah. worried about that I couldn't do anything about. Yeah. So I thought cabs, Ubers, no. no, no, thank you. Well, because they're so greasy normally. Uh, and what am I going to bring up the Clorox, just... which by the way, I have my Clorox wipes <laughs> just, even for the mommy's we're, house. we're six yeah. feet apart. And we're six feet apart, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and we could be wearing masks. I, I'm a mask advocate, but I think our risks are very low. I have any. I wear one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll got to get some for you. So. Please. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, but, but the point is, uh, there are many different ways of environments where you, that sound bad that aren't as bad as you imagine if you pay attention. Okay. So here's some, let's get the medical stuff out of the way. And then I want to answer some just regular old dad questions because you know what? We need to get out of COVID mind. I'm sure you Well, that's why I had you and Leanne on the the stream yesterday. It's available at a pod, at a, uh, as a pod on doctor.com, which is, I want to clean the palate a little bit. I want to do some old, like plain old. (laughs) Let's talk about pooping. Uh, Yeah. So plain old brown talk. (laughs) (laughs) There's always. Okay, so let's how let's get this one. How how will this end? Is the outcome of the pandemic either herd immunity or a vaccine in at a minimum eighteen months? Well, those are the a- a- absolute ends of these things, right? That's the, where it ultimately ends. 
<clears throat> but the really question is, when do we get to go back to work, right? Yeah. And, and so that, uh, my prediction is, this is the week, when is this going up? Today. Okay. This is the week you hear about testing and treatment, testing and treatment. It was really interesting yesterday at the White House uh, press conference, those two words were used in conjunction. We're, we're going to see about testing and treatment. So treatment, hydroxychloroquine was just approved, which the means there malaria must be malaria drug, malaria drug, which means there oh, must God. be some evidence that it's working. Uh, I was reading a, a, a study of 600 patients on the way over here where none were hospitalized because they took because they took hydroxychloroquine right. as maybe. a pro prophylactic. No, as a treatment. Uh -huh. Doctors are taking it as a prophylactic, so presumably that's being studied to prevent the infection, right? A preventative measure. Not a prof prophylaxis. Prophylaxis. You know. Yeah. And what's anaphylaxis? Anaphylaxis is an overwhelming allergy reaction. <laughs> Thank you for making bringing that up. What does it mean when you take it? <laughs> and after? they rhyme. <laughs> what about anaphylaxis? Anaphylaxis is not a word. So. What about so? What's it called uh, but, when you take so, it after you've been infected? Treatment. Oh, no, it's a, what does there's a word for it? It's not prophylactic. It's Treatment. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't know what you're talking My about. My doctor said it to me with uh, the Tamiflu. Oh, well, the Tamiflu for your household contact. Yes. That's preventative. That's preventative. prophylaxis. Okay, prophylaxis. But anyway, uh, so that's very encouraging. And we, if we reduce the hospitalization rates, if we reduce the fatality rates and the hospitalization rates dramatically with some of these treatments, well, this becomes the flu then. Yes. It, it just becomes it the just flu at that point. It takes it down yeah. a notch. Now, now a bad flu and a contagious flu so we'll still be doing aggressive measures and let's assume that doesn't happen let's see let's say it has a 20 to 30 percent impact not a 100 percent impact right the next thing is going to be who's immune mm. and, and and who has it and how can we isolate them using technologies dr burks you know the woman that stands up uh, with dr fauci at the mm -hmm, white house mm -hmm. she's my new i have three heroes okay. in this thing fauci who's always been my hero mm -hmm. uh, burks whom i didn't know before but she was doing uh, monitoring of AIDS spread in Africa. Mm. And she said, she goes, I do this technology in Africa. I'm sure I can do it here. Mm. So I'm sure she's working on a plan for how we determine who is who is active, who is immune, and how do we monitor and stay away and you know keep the, there's gonna be some technology or some, we're gonna be sneeches wearing you know, stars on our, Great. whatever it is. Do Something's it. gonna get done to let people go back to work in a systematic way, particularly regionally. Mm -hmm. Regional epidemiology will be the other thing. What did you ask me? You asked me something. Well, are we going to get a herd immunity oh, so, so, or what's so, the eventual? So that's going to be, I, I bet something like that starts happening in a couple of weeks in certain areas, in certain areas. Not but what about city. getting reinfected? Not I've heard of people in China getting reinfected. Not reinfected. It's, it's re-emergence of the disease. It uh, turns out it's not it's just reinfection. Popping up. It just comes back. Which and, it will. And, and, and people, what typically is very rare, but it was people who were still shedding virus, got another illness. They have a couple of cases where the virus went away and came back. Now, mm. I don't know what that is. I don't know how they were treated. I, somebody's got to study that. I mean, maybe maybe the hydroxychloroquine increases the risk for that kind of thing. I, I don't know. We got to see. Maybe we weren't giving it long enough. It's all kinds of questions that therapeutically need to be answered. But we're gonna. We are. The other thing that 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 uh, I keep saying is is no. All the measurements of the U.S. healthcare system, where you see it's oh in Romania there, in China, never measures something like this. Mm. And nobody's better than us at this. Yeah. Nobody. America. We, fuck yeah. This bro. is something that we do. I we know my peers. This. I know hospitals. Yes. We flex up. We get it done. We take care of business. We are not going to get overwhelmed. We are not. It's just. I salute just, the fucking I, flag, bro. Just, this is but, the best but, country. I know. But salute this, my healthcare yes. know, brothers and sisters. Uh, they, they know how to get it done. 
and uh, we will get it done. Uh, and then the, the supplies and all that. Yeah, choppy. Yes, yes, could have been better. It's getting done. It's getting done. And, Big and no picture. One's, no it's, one's getting hurt because of that yeah. choppiness. Shit's getting so, done, yeah. man. Yeah. Guys, it's... And, and look, we're going to find out that a lot of more people have it than we, I think, thought. Well, because, that's going to be the big thing. Is when we start... Yeah. So testing and treatment, right? So I talked a little bit about treatment and we're going to have antivirals. We're going to be able to open up some of these studies next week and see what's going on, get a yep. pre preliminary idea. But testing, it's not just testing for the virus. We need to know that so we can monitor those people. We need to start testing for the antibodies. Mm -hmm. So we can know who's had it. I mean, if you and I have had it, we had can it. move about, it. go about yeah. your life. Yeah, I know right? I've had it. God damn it. Yeah. I hope to hell I have I think it. we I'm have. Sorry. Let's I, just spit in each other's mouths. The, if you every, have it, spit in my mouth and let's just get it over <laughs> with. Like we'll do like chicken pox back in elementary school when we were kids. Spit in my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 you can but, baby bird everybody. But, but, to be, but to be fair, everybody thinks they've you had it. You guys are horny. <laughs> That's my girl. So every, everybody's had it. It thinks they've had it, but we, yeah, gotta, we need the data. Does. We need the data. Okay, what well, about... Watch how Dr. Fauci does. He goes, I can't tell you until I have the data. Yeah, he's and smart. He, he doesn't speculate. He's a scientist. When are we going to get these tests? When? When? That, that you can You're see gonna if hear you about have it this immunity. week. This is the week we're going to hear about it. I don't okay. know. Okay. What about children? Since this is a show about children, yeah, it's Let's uh, talk about it, there's their been immunity. some questions about that. We, 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 people are, did the virus mutate? Is it affecting more young people? We, the, pro, pro, the provisional. Uh, interpretation presently is that we have more young people to get sick that are interacting, you know, that are more available. We just have more young people. So we're going to, of course, see more young people getting sick. But there's something going on. My suspicion, ready? Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm, just formulating mm -hmm. this right now as we're okay. sitting Okay. Oh, exciting. Yeah, Breaking news. I did news. not think about this till now. Okay. There is some evidence, and this is not factual, this is highly speculative, that the amount of virus you're exposed to initially determines the exuberance of the response, particularly in your lungs. Mm. I'm saying the elevator, you mm. get in with a massive dose of, yeah. breathe in, laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what floor do you want to go to? And, yeah. and that's a mass, yeah. that's potentially a massive exposure. Yeah. And so, I, and I'm betting that's why New York is seeing more young people and mm. everybody's exposed in elevators. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Nobody thought about this. Mm -hmm. So my deal is masks in elevators or take the stairs. Interesting. Please, so, but for children, my pediatrician says the mortality rate is really, 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 really low. Really ridiculously low. Yeah. The children are not dying Correct. from this. The, the, but, but the press, I, I'm, I hate the press more than I ever. I know you do. They run breathlessly to give you a report if one does. Right. If somebody does die. Please don't look at the outlying tragedies as meaning anything, right. frankly. Right. These are just outlying events. They're outliers. They're yes. they're the rarity. They're not the norm. Yes. Okay, let's get to some serious dad questions. Thank all you right. for answering all these, by the way. And well, I, you know, I, I like doing it because I feel like it makes me really feel purposeful of just helping people interpret yeah. what's going on because you can't figure it out reading the press. You can't figure it out watching cable news. Oh, I don't watch it it's, anymore. It, and you should not. I, I argue you should not read the paper. You should not watch the news. Period. Because literally, they'll be like. I feel that the economy is going in the tanker. Let's talk about that for an hour. Your feelings on something, and you're your, like, your feelings. What? And, and and by the way, who are you? Yeah. You're a political commentator from last <laughs> yeah. week. It's what? Like, yeah. Yeah. This guy thinks this. Let's talk about that. This yeah. guy thinks it's the and end of the world. I, I Let's think talk, one I'm of like, the interesting things okay. about this whole thing it's the biggest economic experiment in the history of mankind. Yeah. I mean, think What's about gonna it. Happen? An entire world economy just took a shit. Just, just shuts at once. Just stops at. Once. And and what you know what drives out and what are the consequences? That's going to be fascinating when we I get know. that data. 
I hope, I hope again, my fear has been all the destroyed lives and, and the suicide and the more calls from Bert Kreischer and, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> Clearly the Bert Kreischer calls are the worst. But the suicide too, and I worry about people who are freaking out already about quarantine. I have friends who are yeah. real extroverts uh, who are suffering because they can't go and do their stuff. And it's like. Comedians? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> do you see what Mark Norman did? No. He went on the street corner just with a microphone uh, and a loudspeaker. Did you see that, Nadav? No. Yeah, it was pretty funny, right? I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was good stuff. Mark's and his great. and his best his best comedy his best joke was two old ladies. He goes, "Man, a cough can really do can be devastating, right? A cough can be devastating. <laughs> what must a queef do?" And they hands the mic over. Oh, ladies. that's great! And they like, is is that a generational thing? What's a <laughs> What's queef? A queef? <laughs> oh, that's Mark's thing. It was the it was a Mark moment. So Aww. thank you, Mark Norman, for making my day. Your husband made my day watching his ball hog. I, I, I separated ball hogs into two. I liked I, I wanted two days of it. Good. And Bert was good. Bert was very good. His yes, Bert, both good. Bert and Tom have specials out and back. By to the back. way, yeah. I saw a critique of Tom's special on Twitter yesterday. I people are just okay, never cease to disappoint me. Why do all the laughs sound exactly the same every joke? You must have recorded no. it and sweetened it. And I'm like, that's crazy. Talk. It's a huge room. He's in a gigantic room. Yeah. That's what a gigantic room sounds like. Guess what? Everybody else's comedy specials are sort of medium sized rooms. I don't know why yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom selected a huge room. Yeah, he's a and theater. that's what a huge room sounds like. Well, I mean, they, they took the picture from way up in the third balcony to show you how giant it and is. And just to tell you something about my husband, they gave him a mix of his special where he was like, did they just turn up the laughter? Uh, yeah. Take that fucking out. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. His integrity is like, I don't want people thinking that I yeah. would do that. So yeah. he got really mad because an editor Good. did I'm glad that. I, I'm glad I brought this up because yeah. I, I, I know what they were talking about in terms of the, the sound of the laugh was yeah, different that's, because that's a giant a theater. room. It was it's a, a huge, giant yeah, room. And though you don't see that very often on comedy specials and he took, he did that. Yeah, because he's amazing. Yeah, so anyway, check you. out Ballhog if you have not. Uh, and Burt Kreischer, it's Birdie Boy, right? Uh, no, boy? it's hey, 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 fat uh, guy. hey, big boy. Hey, <laughs> hey, fat guy. hey, fat shit. <laughs> hey, fat piece of shit. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break, and I will tell you about our sponsor, Batiste. I don't wash my hair every day. It's my dirty little secret, but not so dirty because I use Batiste. Today is a no-wash hair day. I actually don't like washing my hair on days when I am on camera. Why? Because... I like to use Batiste instead. I love it. I have the travel size, which is about this big. And I find that it just kind of freshens things up and I can style my hair and I don't have to go through the hassle of washing and then drying and then blow drying. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the newest addition to my non-wash routine is Batiste foam. Instead of absorbing oil, and adding body like dry shampoo, Batiste foam gently moisturizes normal or dry hair, leaving it smelling delicious and feeling soft. With one dollop of Batiste foam, you'll have a hair refresh in just 60 seconds. Perfect, isn't that? Batiste foam, to be you is refreshing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, you fat the bird is sort of fuck. rising to the occasion in all this. You think he's getting fatter? I think no, we all he's are. not drinking. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, he's oh, been. Oh. Uh, he really helped out yesterday as a technical guy on uh, the, getting the yeah, podcast going. I love um, him. And he's. It's one of the things I'm seeing. I think I told him this. I think I said this on his podcast. <laughs> is that there's there's different kinds. I sort of think about anxiety disorders in different ways. There's mm. me OCD panic anxiety disorder stuff. <laughs> with Bert has a dose of. 
uh, and there's alcoholic anxiety disorder, which is mm. its own kind of anxiety mm. thing where they can't tolerate anxiety. They hate it. They drink on it and stuff. And then there's sort of mm. people that get depressed and then anxious, and there are people that get anxious and then depressed. Mm. Uh, that anxiety causes that's me. depression. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety causes depression. And that's closer to the alcoholic thing. There's some mm. overlap with that. <clears throat> Bert has the overlap with me and the alcoholic thing, right? Mm. But But if you have the alcoholic anxiety thing, they get kind of turned on by extreme circumstances and they're yeah. never better than in crises. Oh, that's interesting. They, they actually that's podcast. how I am. I'm really good Maybe in tragedy. Maybe heart. Yeah. Maybe, but it's... Because you got that genetics, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm not. I don't drink. No, yet. I know. But you're not yeah. manifesting. But maybe you right. have that kind of genetic I do. makeup. Yeah. yeah. A and uh, uh, I talked about this with Mike um, Carano, who's on my podcast, mm -hmm. on the Dr. Drew podcast. Not after dark. It's a different podcast at drdrew.com. And he's an alcoholic. And he was talking about how he's like, he go, he like secretly goes, I'm kind of turned on by all this. I go, that's the alcoholic. That's, <laughs> well, I. Because I thrive in chaos. Because my childhood was chaotic. That's so, different. That's oh, a little different. Okay, so that, maybe that that's that's your tra traumatized by chaos, so you're attracted to it. Yeah, it feels. That's right. why stand up feels right. Mm -hmm. But this this these scenarios, I actually sleep better than I've ever slept <laughs> in this quarantine. <laughs> and I bake all day. I've been cooking. I've been making my friends recipes and like happy. Right. I'm so, really so, happy. So li <laughs> literally, because the world is chaotic. Yeah. Literally. At home. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> At home in chaos. This feels nice. <laughs> the world's falling apart. Yeah. I, hey, I always yeah. said. Yeah. I, I would. So I would, weird. I would. Here's a little sidebar. Yeah. Uh, I, I love sidebar. I, for people that uh, talk about alcoholic addicts pejoratively, negatively, I always go, hey, there's a reason that gene is in our genome. It's survived mm. through everything. It stays constant. Mm. And it stays constant because nobody is a better survival, survivalist, survivor than somebody with the genetics of alcoholism in a horrible situation, mm. particularly like military assaults and stuff. Mm. Time slows down for them. They keep their wits about them. Anxiety vaporizes. Yep. They get kind of turned on by it. They're yeah. at their best. That's how I am I, in a I, crisis. I run away. I get a spear in my back with yeah. my little <laughs> phobia and panic disorder. Oh, no. And But the alcoholic goes at it, yeah, yeah, leans yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, leaning in is sort of a way you can deal with panic, too. That's what was, I do. Which was what I was going to say. Like, if you're feeling anxious, um, see what... See what internal resources you have. Lean in. There's a great book called Dare mm. that uh, helps you um, uh, operationalize that. Mm, very fascinating. That's mm -hmm. so funny. Yeah. Yeah, because whenever the shit hits the fan, I'm the one that steps into action, and I love it. Like, I saw this fucking pandemic coming. I ordered the toilet paper two weeks before it hit. I got meat in the freezer. I got the cans of corn. I'm ready, bro. Look, I turned on you. Like, yeah, <laughs> look at that. Because <laughs> I was like, this exciting. is my, this is my role. I was my born for this. Yeah. I'm a mommy. Yeah. <laughs> I know what mommy. I'm doing here. Forget Tiger King. King yeah. mommy. Dude, everyone in my house is chilling and happy. Because of Tiger like, King, you must have some questions about that. Uh, come on now. What is not going on with them? <laughs> I mean, we got meth. We got so so the 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 overarching uh, issue is drug addiction. Durr. Everybody's a drug addict. Everybody, everybody, everybody. What about the killer, uh, the lady, Carol? Carol is a psychopath. Not not a psychopath because there's a lot of psychopathy-ish stuff in amongst the other guys, right? Ugh. You know all the yeah. Uh, all the manipulativeness, the lack of yeah, emotionality yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. and the, the, you know, a lot of criminality and things. And apparently psychopaths are attracted to big cats. That's uh, been course. shown. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, and of course, drug addicts are clearly. Of course. And, um, so uh, Carol, I, all I see is trauma, trauma, trauma with her. And so there's probably, mm. if we were actually, yeah. she, she puts on the, yeah. okay, all you cats and gals, mm. I bet there's a side of her that is brutal. 
brutal and, and rageful. Do you know That's who? That's the trauma stuff, uh, flipping and flopping. Yes, and do you know who she reminds me of? Mm. OJ. Whenever you hear OJ talk, he's always like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, <laughs> what's that? I don't know. She does the same thing. What do you mean? I couldn't put his hand on the meat grinder. <laughs> You're like, bitch. The right answer is, I didn't kill him. Yeah. Why would I grind him? Yeah. Not, I couldn't fit his hand in a six inch. I'm going like, to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Crazy bitch. I'm going to step away from that a little bit and go, I know how documentaries are made. And maybe she said that somewhere. And maybe that didn't get oh, on the documentary. Yeah. So I'm going to give her a little pass there. Okay. But that mechanism that you're identifying, it happens in lots of different kinds of personality disorders. Strippers, porn stars go, yeah, like I did a double anal. <laughs> And right, they laugh, right. that nervous stripper right, laughter. Right, right. What it, is that? It, it's it's dismissing pain with laugh and, and uh, jam, yeah. blanking on the word, but there's, there's a word for dismissing and making light of painful things. Yeah, you kind of yeah. you laugh to deal with the yeah. uncomfortability. It, it, well, but also to dismiss it, right? So OJ's mm. dismissing it actively. Carol's dismissing it actively. The stripper's dismissing it so she doesn't feel it. Yeah. You know, so. God damn. What a, what a study. Okay, but please, please. We have dad questions. Right, right, right. right, right. Jerking it too much. Oh. Uh, does tugging <laughs> one out regularly one to three times a day generally have negative or positive side effects on a man's uh, health? Uh, is this a... Daddy or a singlet? This is, oh. Let's uh, assume it's a single guy, right? Because there's an impact on the relationship, right? If you're a daddy, you've got some, some you need some chi left over for your partner. You understand? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. He says it can help prevent prostate cancer. No, no, there's some data about that, but probably not. Releases positive hormones, yes, relaxes you, yes, keeps your does. swimmers fresh. Yeah, not so much about that. But because you actually, there's an, actually an optimum zone in terms of concentration and freshness of swimmers, and mm. it's different for different guys. But uh, your testosterone level, there's some evidence that it uh, sort of peaks with certain level, certain levels of sexual activity and then goes down the other side if you do too much. Mm. So you need just enough. And if this guy is once a day is just enough, that's not unusual. But I worry more about uh, having available chi for your partner. Well, that's a nice... Uh, gosh, that reminds me so much of... Um, your childhood? Yeah. <laughs> My dad would jerk off all day now. Um, the, one of the celebrity uh. rehabs you did, it was a sex addiction oh, yeah. person. Oh, yeah. And how they use masturbation or just orgasms as a form of drug, Regulation, emotional regulation. Emotional really. regulation. Yeah, that was an interesting group, man. And, yeah. And, and came... And, you know, Penny Flame... Yes, I loved Penny Flame. ...became Jenny Ketchum, and she's now a medical social worker in Washington. Fantastic. Actually, moving back down here. She's an amazing I liked her very much on that show. Brilliant girl, and just, oh, my God. My, I love stories. You know, you get one of those, and you're like, it's hope for yeah. everybody. But I had never known that until I watched your show about it. Like, oh, that does make sense, because when you're depressed and you just masturbate all day, like when you're on the road, and you're like, <laughs> ah, am I, I've eaten everything. I've watched everything. What do I do now? And Yeah. How many people are masturbating through this quarantine? I feel bad for people that are alone and All? just compulsively <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> because porn. Because yeah. porn, yeah. Be because porn. That's why yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see what happens with that. I don't Do you know. think that's negatively affecting yes. our relationships, Every, uh, pornography? It, yeah, we yeah. don't even know yet. I, yeah. I, I, you know, people have a lot of uh, ink is spilled on its effect on men's and women relating and stuff. My bigger problem, my bigger concern is our neurodevelopment. Yeah. We don't know what it does to our brain development when you're exposed to that at nine or 11, which yeah. is the average age of exposure. Yeah. And it's like, what does that do? If you did that to some other primate, you don't think they'd spin out? Yeah. Right? It's so overstimulating at that age. They is. don't know what to do it with it. It is. And it locks yeah. in preferences and ideas and things, particularly for the males. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's this shit about people who like to play littles? 
like on TikTok, I have these people that are like, I go into my little space when I dissociate and they have a passy and a lovey. I swear to God. A passy and a lovey? Uh-huh. And they pretend to be God, toddlers. You're like, you're like a TikTok ninja. You I find am. stuff that is <laughs> yeah. like, that you, how you find oh. this stuff. Oh, wait until tomorrow's YMH. I got a whole new crop I, I, well, of Corona I, talks. I, I want some after dark too when you can <laughs> send them over our way. But I got to say, if you should put that stuff to good use. Why don't you start yeah. researching, do some scientific research or something because that is some crazy ass shit you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. You got it. So what is that? Is that, it's a littles? coping mechanism. They're called littles. And these people are, they say, oh, I started dissociating today and so I went into my little space and they'll wear, they'll have a passy and a lovey and oh, talk. So Start so talking like babies. Yeah, it's and such. all that. That's that's what all that baby stuff is. It's dissociation, and it's 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 oftentimes either a regression, yeah, or a walled off part of yourself that got highly traumatized at that age that didn't develop with the rest of you. Mm, and you're accessing that when you're you just you're flipping into it. You want you're not accessing it quite oh. literally. You're flipping into it. Oh. The goal of treatment would be to give you access to that stuff so it regulates as part of the whole. Got you. So you yeah. know, oh, I'm going into this thing. I need. No, you kinda... would really you start working on all the emotions that are keeping it locked in. Wow, yeah. the human is fascinating, fascinating. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, why did my why did wife hate me for a year? Why did my wife hate me so fucking much during the first year of our oldest child's life? Because tried... you did that to her. <laughs> <laughs> because because that's how she feels. I tried my best to be supportive and, and helpful. And she may have been depressed. Yeah. Which is very common. Irritability yeah. is part of depression and people miss that. So how can I navigate this situation as we are expecting our second child? Thanks. Help, Dan. Have a say, talk to the obstetrician about what the behavior was like during that first year. And yeah. he will say, oh, she had postpartum oh, depression. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And get that treated this time. Lexapro. Something. Let, something. Let me tell you something. Because I had it so bad. My postpartum depression, the first kid, that the second kid rolled around. And I was like, I'm not doing this yeah, again. Good. I need to be medicated. And did so. you did you blame Tom and Irritable towards him? The first things? kid, yeah. I was a mess. I didn't mm -hmm. know what postpartum depression was. I hated him. I resented him. I felt like I was trapped with the newborn while his life continued. It was Her a nightmare. Classic. Yeah, it was a nightmare, and I also yeah. had severe anxiety. I'm gonna drop the baby. I'm gonna oh, the baby's yeah, gonna yeah. die, and yeah, da, somebody's da, da, gonna da, da. steal it. Mm. Boy, oh boy. Okay, son thinks he's a supermodel. Hi, Gene. My son recently, while teething, has found out he can make himself puke. He sticks his fingers down his throat like a little supermodel and throws up all over himself. What do I do? How old is he? Recently, while well, he's teething, has found out he can make himself puke. I'm so assuming he's like four months, six months. Maybe. Yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, that's crazy. I've never heard of that one. But it is an interesting. If you think about it biologically, there are people that get bulimia. They get high from vomiting, and so vomiting in certain biological makeups can be highly stimulating and rewarding. So this kid must sort of have that, and because he's just a autonomous ball of neurochemicals just keeps like yeah he's like that produces that. something yeah so i i we talked to pediatrician about uh, some behavioral interventions something behavioral maybe something on his hands or something so you can't or you just say stop doing that dummy when yeah, he does it's it probably not gonna work because he's probably like you know you don't want him doing oh. it at night when he's lying in bed you want to aspirate so i i yeah. think i would i would think in terms of do they ever put stuff on the hands mittens or bitters or something that bitters. tastes bad something Okay. old-fashioned stuff talk to the pediatrician because yes, that sounds the like pediatrician. They, they, scary... i'm sure they have seen it because there's nothing you know physicians in the re the, the in the material that you work on there's nothing you haven't seen 
Yeah. They just you see it. You see everything. Can so. I tell you, in the short time that you and I have been doing podcasts together, I start to see my own body so differently. Like, A, I have like 0.0 shame about disease, smells, weirdness, not that, 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 because I'm starting to see my body as a machine, as a me- like a mechanical thing that breaks down and you need yeah. to, da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, there's That's so much is. weird attachments to shame and things about the body and and and, and but, but yeah, I, I I endorse the idea that you look at it as a machine but but I try to encourage people to think in terms of our biology we are these biological entities and biology is infinitely complex and it's so astonishing it's amazing we get from one day to the next it's, I it's know. amazing we exist we should have awe and gratitude for every day we exist I know. it's a, a truly a miracle when you really understand the not just the about chemistry but even the physics behind this and just taking care of your body too like now in my 40s i have to really really take care of myself because this is the second half of (laughs) the second act of life you know fuck you don't want to be fat that's what i've learned is that there are no fat old people you don't want to be fat you mostly you want to be fit uh the fit is more important than the fat because if you're not working out the whole way along you don't get to go back and start over you just lose you're starting from some depleted state and you can't get it back God. Okay. That's been my one. I one thing. One of the things I'm grateful for is I like. I enjoy working out. Yeah. It's necessary for me, and it's now my joints are all fucked up. But but. I know I couldn't do uh. my Pilates since this whole thing. It's quite a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, Doctor Drew. What's your stand-up going to be like now? Oh. You going to change everything? No. It's actually I'm. No, I'm I'm pretty dark. Are, are you are you writing new jokes as yeah. a result of the state we're in? Are you writing jokes about coronavirus? I don't or? think anybody's going to want to talk about this. Mm. When we're done with this, we're going to be done. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the suffering is going to be good for us as yeah. a comedy audience. You sound like your dad. Yes, I tell you why. I'm telling you, man. Alcoholics. Same with your dad's accent. Yeah, this is good for everybody. <laughs> suffering is important. No, you know what my dad would say about this? This is fucking bullshit. This is nothing. Well, coronavirus you know, is nothing. Well, that's what my dad would say. This my dad was a family. Nothing. Practitioner, he would just go. Yeah, what are you talking this about? This is the flu. What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if we have a real virus, like an yeah. Ebola type thing that takes off? That's what, what I'm what saying. What are you gonna do? Yeah. How are you gonna? If you if you've ruined everything with this, maybe on the heels of it, something. I mean, what are you doing? Because he'd be like, the summer of '52, the polio virus yes. killed all those kids. I would. You know polio. how horrible that was. I, Ebola turned your insides into liquefied shit. This is a bad flu, people. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in perspective. It, put, put it in perspective. Don't. I'm not diminishing yeah, don't it. Diminish it, sucks. it and don't but but I think perspective is important because it keeps our anxiety under control and yes. it helps our judgment in this situation. Yes. That's all. This is bullshit. This is nothing. Russian killed us. Art. 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 Art, Art, Art was he in the St. Petersburg uh, uh corn, you know, when the Nazis the took gulag? over St. Petersburg? No, he was the, in the cordoning off St. Petersburg. He was in the revolution, 1956. I was the 10 Yugoslavian? years old. What, 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 what? Russian? No, the Russians came into Budapest and oh, right. the, the Hungarians were like, suck oh, yeah. it, Russians, get out of here. And they, you know, they fought the Russians. It was a revolution. And the Russians took over. And, my, yeah, <laughs> and they kind of won for a while, that whole Cold War. How but, did he not get killed by being on the opposite side of that? No clue. They were killed. He, he just took off. But you know what my dad said? He goes, I was there. I was right there. I was standing right there whenever I go to Hungary with him. I was there. That, that I was 10 years old. I picked up the machine gun and I played with it. I picked up grenades. I fucking played with it. Big deal. Come on. Your life is not bad. I'm like, okay. Okay. 
I, well, I thought you were depressed I about. Have to interview your yeah, dad. I, I must. He's in Vietnam. I, I what? Don't know if he, he's got a new new wife, new life. He's in Vietnam. But he's traveling. I don't fucking know. All I know is he's in Vietnam. Oh, you, you must get rid of this man. <laughs> he is this ten ten RPCs for one art. <laughs> like, please, please. I wish. Listen, man. Please. He's MIA. I don't know. He's in. He's doing his thing. Okay. Please reconnect and have a relationship. I will. With him I'm so trying. I can get an interview with if him. If we all survive this, oh, how about please. I make a deal? If we survive this if he if he's not dead i mean he's 74 three if he survives it okay he, he's I'll, a I'll he's a he's he's declared himself a cockroach he's gonna oh. he's gonna survive of course they're resilient okay <laughs> i co-parent my 10 year old son with my ex who lives in a different state and has mm. my son most of the year Ooh. i recently found google searches on his ipad via my parental settings regarding him searching for pornography the kid the 10 year old 10 year old the question is how do i help him navigate these waters without him having crazy expectations about what is realistic with a partner okay this is my point that that's not the problem yeah that's the, not problem the problem is a 10 year old exposed to excessively stimulating material and what that does to his brain uh it's a form of it's it's essentially a drug well and it's abuse it's abuse it's like sexual abuse isn't it it, it, it goes in that same zone, same file same file yeah. sex abuse because it, it it shatters the upper limits of a 10 year old's regulatory system it's like whoosh, what it's am i saying too stimulating too much yeah and especially if they're like going into it you know then staying with it so Ideally, I would have someone evaluate him. I mean, clearly he's struggling a little who, bit. Who evaluate? Like a, a therapist? Like a, a therapist, yeah. I think so too. A child therapist. And not, not just because of that, let's assume that's a symptom of something else going on too, that he's struggling with the separation and the different lives and different parts of the country and stuff. That's a big deal. And so he's searching for this stuff. He's, as... he's searching to feel better. Yeah. So he's not not feeling good. And it's confusing for a kid because it probably is kind of enticing and neat to look oh. at. And at the same time, you don't know what to do with Well, as all a 10-year-old male, you feel like it's uh, it's status, too. It's like, oh, I'm part of that. I found Yeah. Gosh, it's, it's like it, it essentially what an M80 was when I was 10. <laughs> if, you had, if you had firecrackers right. or an M80, you had status. Right. <laughs> Gosh, isn't that funny? Fine. Yes, it is funny. Not. Yeah, I will tell you, everybody's like, how are you keeping your kids entertained in this quarantine? I'm like, I don't have to. They're two little boys. You really just let them loose in the yard and let them throw rocks or dig dirt or find worms or spiders and sticks. And, and, and beat each other up. And beat the shit out of you. Yes. That's right. That's what they do, man. Mm-hmm. They I, don't, do. I don't have to entertain them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And anyway, boredom's good. Okay. Uh, anger issue. I don't like to think of myself as an angry person, but my kids make anger. My kids make anger that I didn't know was their bubble up. Mm. I've done some counseling in the past to work on this and I probably should do some more. You should definitely do some more because this is your stuff from your childhood coming back. Why do my kids make my anger bubble up? Yeah, because you, uh, you're, you're identifying with the kids in some way. Uh, you had some something in your childhood abuse or whatever that is activating this anger. So think of it, it bubbling up is a great way of thinking about it. I'm sure your therapist sort of used that term. Uh, but it's something is still not right, and you need, A, on one hand, some sort of cognitive behavioral therapy so you can manage it when it comes, and some deeper therapies to figure out what's going on there with the trauma. Okay. Yes, because like you said, it's not about what the children are doing. It's your reaction. It's deeping. It's deep in the vaults, dude. That anger is a response to previous. So your you need stuff. To, you need your to stuff. go. The, the, one of the trick to parenting is doing what's right without your emotional involvement. Mm. And, and I don't mean emotional investment, and I don't mean you're not emotionally engaged with your kids. I mean the emotions that come with the action that you must take 
must exit the scene. Yeah. You must, you, you're the executioner. You're not the judge and jury, mm, right? Interesting. You, you, I mean, you may be the judge and jury in order to become the executioner, but when it comes time to be executioner, it's out of your hands. Yeah. You're just doing what you have to do as you a parent. Follow through. You're not angry and furious and upset and conflicted. You just have to drop the axe. Just got to do it. I got to take mm -hmm. your toy away. You kicked your brother. This is just and, what's and happening. And the more dispassionately you can do it, the more effective that is. Yeah, I agree because um, adding anger and everything. Well, then they've got shames. something to engage with. Now oh, they're now yeah. they're they're angry at you and they're engaging you and blah, blah blah blah. It's like I told you, do that the third time. The toy's going. Just the I rule. didn't do it. Yeah, yeah I didn't do it, but I'm. It's drop, the rule, I'm, and you must follow. I, I always think of like the guy holding the rope and the guillotine. Just, yeah, yep, <laughs> I just let the rope go. <laughs> That's it. I had to do it. I, I told that. you I would do it. I told you I would do it. <laughs> I and also, not, not even I told you. Just I told I, that's my it. job. Yeah. I have yeah. to let that rope go. That is the job, and yeah. that's the gig is to be the yeah. enforcer, yeah. and also um, to not heap on shame. Because I, oh, my yeah, parents yeah, yeah. were like, "Why are you doing this? It's so bad that they go, come on, come on, Christina, you know you." And it's like, that hey, now like you're heaping on. Yeah, you're. That's you're, for your mom, right? Uh huh. Yeah, heaping on the shame. No, he would be like, "Come on, get no." My dad didn't give a shit enough to say anything. Exactly. The indifference was the pain. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a dad, but my girl calls me daddy. Thoughts uh, on that? Why do you think men like being called daddy? Uh, I'm not sure what he does. So let's reframe that question: Is I'm, why does this guy like being called daddy? Right, right, right. Um, it feels powerful, I suppose. I I never understood this either. This calling a man daddy in a sexual yeah context. I, 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 it would make it's it bizarre. Would, it me. would creep me out. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. It would. Uh, it it's it's a little baby talk, so it's kind of terms of endearment, right? It can be just yeah, goo goo gaga. If somebody already inclined towards baby talk, which people do that. Uh huh. People do that. I know. And it can be normal. I can disapprove of it. Yeah, you can sit. In I can judgment. have quiet disdain. You, you can sit and have judgment. But uh, I, I, there's nothing, it doesn't necessarily mean something. It's when the word daddy comes out and you have a sense that there's something new emerging that the person suddenly seems like, like that's not the person I normally see. You mean their behavior is changing? Yeah, that they, there's a whole sort of person that comes forward with the word daddy. Not that they're, not that they have dissociative identity disorder, but sometimes people will sort of do that a part of themselves will come forward that's wow. traumatized and uh, you can kind of feel that if you're close to somebody mm -hmm. so pay attention to that uh what percentage of people that do porn are severely traumatized high, is it high percentage is it, is it true I, what i'm trying to ask you is i just love sex i love it oh, yeah, and that, that's horseshit yeah, right that's that, there's horseshit. no yeah. way yeah 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 no yeah, way. No, no way. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for validating it, it, my. It, it doesn't belief. have to be severe trauma because the threshold to enter the field is lower these days. Yeah. But it's always some at least conflicted feelings about. I mean, there's, you know, I guess it's, there's so many different versions now, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about somebody who's like having porn with, with actors, or having sex with actors to distribute, right? They're mm -hmm. into that. That's always a certain population. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. Um, but in there is, you know, there's some people with personality stuff that is not necessarily the result of trauma. Right. Oh, just like sociopathy. That and kind such? of stuff. That kind of stuff. <laughs> so. Okay. How do I not kick my wife in the dick? Quick question. <laughs> my wife and I have eight an eight month old son who is already walking and climbing. Jeez. Ooh, boy. He's crazy. My wife works from home, and because of the virus, my fabrication shop is shut down uh -oh. from the state. So how do you hang out together? This are we getting this question from a lot of dads yeah, this who makes sense. suddenly have to be home with the kid. Yeah. Um, 
So let's see. What can we do? She doesn't understand. Anyway, fucking ruining my marriage and I can't work. So we've got a lot of men right now who are having to take over the quote mom role of being home if mom can. Right now, my husband is alone with our two children and he will well, fucking I hate me. I feel like th th that singular issue, my response is suck it up. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come you're, on, you pussy. You're a dad. Suck it up. Yeah, it, it's time. It's it is, yeah. there's a time. You know, in situations like this, you really find out what people are all about. You know yeah, what I mean? and uh, all of us need to step forward, step into these things, and don't resist when we're needed. Mm -hmm. Suck it up. You may not like that role all the time. It. You'll be learn to be good at it. Lean in. I love it. Now, that's different than I feel useless. I can't work. I'm not good with women and relationships, and I get irritable if I'm around people too much. A lot of guys are that way. Yeah. And uh, take walks, take time out, get out of there, take go, go dig a ditch, out. do something active, yes. uh, do do something in the garage. Do do your your. Believe me, your wife wants you out of there too. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. like you either, right. man. You think, <laughs> right. and also you don't think women get frustrated all day taking care of children. We're not totally different in that regard. Like right. you just you lose your fucking mind. You say, I gotta go. To, I gotta. I, I, well, I, but, I gotta but, go. but but women have this different motivational system that makes them want to be around the child more. Like I'm in yeah, love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. And then miss them more when they're apart. The men experience some of that, but not with the intensity that most women oh, do. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't be away from them for too long. Right. People do go, why don't women you know, why do they leave work? So, because they, they can't talk they it's uncomfortable to be away. They they, they they literally just responding to their biology. Yeah. And there we and we should figure out a way to support that in the workplace. Yes. You know, get people returned to work or part work or homework or whatever. We should figure out ways to do that. I and agree. not pretend it doesn't happen. I know. We pretend now it doesn't happen. I know. Like you just go back to work in two weeks. Yeah, everything's fine. You're yeah. like, well, my body's b beaten up beyond belief, yeah. and emotionally, I'm a mess, and physically, and no, it yeah. doesn't work that way. Okay. Uh, we also watch Ali Wong's uh, stand up again. I love it. Immediately after pregnancy, <laughs> talking yeah. about how the body's beaten up so bad. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is she's, very funny. She's she wears her Asian pair underwear. Okay. <laughs> this is an interesting question. I'm kind of philosophical. Okay. Uh, he says, I'm in a long-term relationship and my girlfriend are, and I are discussing having kids. Mm -hmm. As parents, what are your best arguments for having kids? And Dr. Drew, what is the best and worst part about being a dad? Mark. Okay. Uh, the reason you're... The, the best thing about parenting is it always gives your life meaning and purpose. And, the, and you can have meaning and purpose at parts of your life depending on what you're doing. But moving our genes forward is the reason we are here. Sorry, that's the reason we're here. Yeah. To sustain the species. Yeah. Now, you might have feelings about that we can talk about whether that's good or bad or whatever, but that's the biology. We are here to move our genes forward. And doing that has lots of uh, feelings associated with it that are quite fulfilling. Uh, and if anything else happens in your life negative, and you've done that effectively, you will always think back and go, well, at least I've, I've done that. They're yes. fine. They're fine. It doesn't, me doesn't matter so much anymore yes. as moving the next generation forward yes. uh, and doing that, doing, helping them do it successfully and pro, you know, to their own satisfaction and whatever it is. Uh, that provides universal meaning at all points in your life. Uh, whenever I've you know, been challenged with medical diagnoses and stuff like that, I immediately just go, okay, they're fine. 
this is good. Yeah. This is where doesn't, I, I had a nice life and okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like even with this virus, I don't give a shit if I'm sick as hell and I'm dying. I'm like, yeah, but my kids are fine. Yeah. My kids are fine. Yeah. My kids are fine. Yeah. My kids are fine. You're, I would just start your kids. This was part of the anxiety when the kids were younger. I know they needed me back then Yeah. and I needed to stick around to make sure we got to the point where we are now where I'm like, good, you're good. Yeah. I uh, can die now. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's not about me. <laughs> it's, it's only about me when it's about you. Uh, and then what is the most enjoyable part? Hmm. Uh, what's, what's the best and worst part about being a dad? Uh, God, some of the best parts were participating with them in their project sports and theater and ice skating and stuff like that. Just sitting on the sideline and just enjoying their performances and what they were doing was deeply rewarding for me. To see them fl like flourish, just, and grow. I, I and just be... remember sitting. I remember my kids were in a. All three of them were in a musical, and I just sat there that night. And I went, I could sit in this theater forever, and that Aww. would be just fine. Everything would be good, because uh, they were just enjoying themselves. They were good, and they were. Um, uh, and then worst, I would say the worst is my anxiety. The stuff we've been talking about, anxiety about them getting sick. Them saying me getting sick and not making it through, and not. Keeping things, ah, giving them enough what they need, and blah, blah, blah. That anxiety was the worst. And but I, it was necessary. To keep them alive, right? It was just to keep me going. Yeah. It was what kept me really working my ass off. So well, that's what I was going to ask you because I, Tom and I have always been a very driven couple. <laughs> Before we had children, building the empire was what we talked about. And I noticed that when I pumped out our first youngin, his focus and drive went even more right the so I, men, that's right men tend to go oh yes. i gotta earn way more yes. and the mom goes i gotta hunker down and take care A of the inside absolutely yeah. <laughs> i was just like oh shit yeah we got we, uh, college how am i gonna pay for college <laughs> Three. which is what i said in the room at the or <laughs> when the first ultrasound was done <laughs> I, and and my wife has college. not forgiven me. I was here's the story. I was in the waiting room reading projections of college expenses oh for God. twenty years hence, which turned out to be exactly spot on. And so I was like, ah, ah, ah. and I go in, I see four embryos. I because I know how to read an ultrasound. I'm like, how am I going to pay for the college? How am I going to do this? And that became my concern like, for the next radio show, TV show, yes, TV that became show? the next concern for the next twenty years. <laughs> and so, and but for the grace of God, we met it. But we're still paying for school right now. Yeah, went in law school, went in graduate medical. You know, they we just it kept going. So thank God I paid attention to that. Good for thank you. Thank God. So good for Tom. Yeah. You hunker down. Let Tom do his thing. Yeah, and yeah. and and yeah, and I'm so proud of him. And and I think personally, like you said, it's rewarding. Talk Which, to my wife. I wish she were proud of me for what I did. She was oh, nothing, really? nothing but complaints because I was at work. You were gone. I was out. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's no. I'll tell you what. This is old school thinking, and my yeah. mother would say the same. So I'm gonna get a lot of hate on this, but sorry, those guys who are home all the time are fucking losers. Okay, either you have a guy, he's not here, but he's making money, or he's you know he's out and he's making as money. As soon as we finish this show, you need to call my wife. <laughs> As soon as we finish, I'm going to put you on the phone together. But I'm telling you, I'm kind of old school that way. I'm like, yes, my husband's gone a lot. Yes, I'm taking responsibility for raising our children for mm -hmm. the most part. Mm -hmm. But what what's the opposite? That he's home and he's helping me and he's not doing sh Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Go I make know. the money. I lived it. Go make the fucking money. You know what I mean? And, 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 I want the money. I don't need yeah. you. I got a nanny. And, go and make you the could money. turn around and go, well, why didn't he stay home? And you go out and make the money.
money. Uh, he's I, making I, more than me. <laughs> well, that's what each couple has to do. Has to go. Who's got the most efficient job? Yeah. It's efficiency. Yeah. You start going. Who can make the most of them? And who has the best? Yes. Let's just let's work it out. You know. But here's the other. Th- the problem with women is that if we dip out of the workforce entirely, come 18 years from now, we are unhirable. Well, so that's the part that needs to be worked out. Right. That's and we're not focused on that. We're pretending it doesn't happen. We need to really be realistic about what the needs are, what the optimization of your uh, work from home, work staying at it, whatever it is. Let's look at Something. the optimum optimum case yeah. and support that. Yes, yes. Find ways to support that. It's like, God, if this corona thing doesn't teach us anything, is that we can do a lot when we put our mind to it. Yes, you're very resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what so. I love about children, by the way, is that it grows you up. I don't think you're an adult until A, you're one or both of your parents have died and B, you have children because Agreed. you realize Agreed. that you, you are the final, you're the final cause, so to speak. There's no infinite yep. regress. The yep. shit's up to you now. Yep. Agreed. You're, you're a grown up, man. Sorry. Yeah. And it's great. And it's fucking great. Okay. Uh, I think, can I just do one more? Yeah. One more. Cause I'm so happy you're here and I just adore you so much. Okay. Let's bring some of these over to the after dark later. Yeah. You, know, you want to? Yeah. But I think, I don't think you're on for a couple of weeks. I oh, okay. think. Well, but, we'll bring them over. I have yeah. these wonderful questions for yeah, you and good. Adolf will save them. Yeah. Birthing in a Corona world. We talked about this yesterday on your show. My name is Morgan. I'm currently eight months pregnant with my first child. Yeah. I have a C-section scheduled for May 29th. This is how I would prefer to bring our baby into the world under perfect circumstances. Unfortunately, New York has instituted COVID-19 procedures that do not allow partners in the OR and the delivery room. I've also heard of hospitals separating newborns from their mother to prevent the spread of the virus. As a first-time mom, the thought of having a baby alone is terrifying. The thought of having a baby at home in my bathtub with a midwife like it's 1802 is also terrible. Did we, did we talk to this woman? I don't know. Does it sound exactly What's like her? What's her name, Morgan? Nicole, I think, but who yeah. knows? But, yeah. but how many women, I mean, my yeah. heart goes out to every pregnant woman right now. Okay, so pregnancy has been highly studied. Pregnant women do very well. So you don't have to worry about something horrible is gonna happen because of the infection. Okay. It doesn't get transmitted to the baby. We are hearing stories of babies getting sick, so that's why they're being extra careful uh-huh. with the babies. Um, but it is what it is. And, and your feelings are totally valid, and it is horrible. But it is what it is. So so go with it. Just go with it. Um, I, I agree. Uh, the bathtub, not the greatest thing right now, because when things go wrong, you're being crashed into the emergency room with I the know. COVID patients. So I would do this as, in as systematic and contained a way as possible. Shoot. You know what's interesting about this whole thing is you start to see you start to see human history differently being in a situation like this. Like one of the things I've started doing that was shocking to me, I've started like being just into high culture. What like do you mean? all of a sudden I'm, I'm listening to Beethoven. I'm, I'm reading oh. more, but I'm like, like, where is this coming from? Very, it's like, I'm like appreciating it. And I'm listening to opera. I'm like, I'm way into it. I'm like, I, I have no idea why, but I feel like I'm being driven into it by, by this tragedy, not having else, to distract me yeah. and appreciating things, you know, yes. appreciating everything. And and I, I read the art section of the New York Times. With, nothing's happening, but I read it anyway because I'm like, isn't that weird? I wonder I, if other people are feeling that. I'm feeling this. Here's yeah. what I've been doing. I really have been seeing this as a retirement. Like, I've always actually had this fantasy of doing nothing. When my therapist would ask me, <laughs> Of course, you you're doing? lazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking lazy. But my dream was always, ultimately, to retire at 50 and go live in Tahiti and just be. I don't want to fucking you, do you anything. You won't be able to do that. That's what my shrink says. Yeah. But let me tell you, Dr. Drew, I'm very good I, at doing I, nothing. Me too. 
piddling. I Me too. love the queen of piddling. Me too. I love a five-hour flight. Our, Let's sit and our quiet. dream was exactly the same. Uh, and we get pieces of it now. We were yes, starting, well, I love. And we were kind of moving towards it when this all happened. Yeah. But you still, you'll find you need purpose. Yeah, I know. And then your kids have all kinds of well, my stuff kids are that one. you're going to need and yeah. do and whatever. And so, you know, you're not going to the beach at Tahiti. No. Sorry. And then they're going to have grandkids. Then you're not going. I want the grandkids. Yeah, I so. want the grandkids so much. But the thing is, too, I've been uh, cooking things. I've, I wanted to learn to bake since Yeah, so isn't that interesting? So that's your version that's, of my classical music. That's thing. right. Isn't that weird? No, I mean, 2015, but, but it's, but it's all stuff that humans show. have done. Yeah. When when that was the normative environment, we're just surviving, right? We're just we just we don't know tomorrow. It's gonna be polio tomorrow. It's gonna be smallpox. It's gonna be the Indians or the Native Americans that are surrounding us, or it's gonna be my neighbor with a shotgun. Or everything was very threatening. I I don't mean this. I know. Please don't get on me. I don't. I don't mean that Native Americans. Believe me, the whitey did the worst. I I get it. I get. I'm just saying that life felt threatening for people and for a lot of the time in this country. And uh, they would do stuff. And that's what, but that is what, the this pace that we're at is what we're meant to be at, I believe. This pace of like, we won't take, stay here. take a walk. Stay here. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we will not <laughs> we're not going to stay here. Take a walk, bake a cookie, make dinner for your family. This is what I'm doing. It's Beethoven's, I think, 250th birthday or something. Listen <laughs> to his symphonies. I found two All new right. symphonies I'd never heard. I Text them to me. His first and his fourth. Just okay. go look it up on YouTube. What's your favorite recipe? I'm making my friend's recipes. Will you send it to me? I've done Katie Morton's pasta, Eliza Schlesinger's husband. I've done a meat <laughs> recipe. Yeah, I'm I, doing, I, uh, who am I doing tonight? I'm doing bolognese, my best friend's bolognese. See, all my you cook? favorite stuff I can't really eat. I'm on this you know, carnivore thing. And, this, oh. this, and so. Those some of your favorite Bolognese Come sounds on, amazing. Anyways, um, thank you so much for being here. I adore you. Thank you for uh, being the one person who's standing up and, and being rational. Thank you for letting me be a part of your mom's house. Always. It's, it's the, best. the best. I mean, it's been so great you from the beginning, favorite. from the moment. And so the, there's an organic little fit here. I love you. We appreciate it. I've loved you, love you for you years, and I'm thrilled to, that you're in our lives. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you, mommies. Thank you for listening and downloading. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Wash your fucking hands, right? Wash. Keep your hands away from your face. Ah, hand Nazi. Face. Hand Nazi. Be a hand Nazi. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.